Are you too old for little kid camps? But too young to be going out. Do you get overwhelmed by social media? So do we. The purpose of this podcast is to help Arizona teens through their teen years and be a relatable source of information for them. We want to share our stories and opinions so that when people come to this podcast, they feel like they're talking to their best friend. So whether we're talking about cool places to hang out or getting a little deep with our feelings, we got you guys. We want every person of any gender, race, or sexuality who is a teen in Arizona to feel like they have a podcast that is dedicated to them. My name is Dina. My name is Zahara. And my name is Melissa. And you're listening to Teens of the Valley. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how our experience as teenagers doesn't always reflect what you see in popular media. I think the most obvious um, topic of conversation is probably the show Euphoria. I think it's been a big topic of conversation lately, especially among parents and teenagers. It's like a show a lot of parents want their kids not to watch. I mean, the show does have a good message to it. It shows a life of a drug addict and their recovery process and how it does affect their family. But since it is based off teenagers and surrounded by teenagers, it kind of doesn't really, it kind of puts a negative stigma on us. And I guess it's not the best way we want to be represented, but we see it a lot in media too. That's like not the only show. I mean, Riverdale is supposed to represent us, but it's also like done horribly. So no one really even likes that show anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that show already lost his touch, like, two years ago. Another way I think we're misrepresented, and this is a movie that happened 10 years ago, so I don't think a lot of teenagers, I guess, my age really go based off of it, or even parents, but the movie Project X. In the movie Project X, they these nerds, they've never been to a party. And I guess the characters, like, (laughs) I guess the characters kind of represent teenagers. Like, they don't really go to parties. They're kind of insecure and shy. And then they suddenly plan to throw this huge party. And this party's, like, so huge. They send letters to everyone. Everyone shows up. And then the end result is them burning down a whole neighborhood. And then them driving cars into the pool. And then, like, it's just crazy just how the like party ends up and it's supposed to be based off a true story but i don't think that that <laughs> did you say that was supposed to be based off a true story yeah but okay, the wait. Der- they send letters to get word out about the party well they just posted it <laughs> they posted it live for everyone to see there was no specific person who couldn't go they made like sure- on social media or like on i think like I, a- I think it was on facebook but i'm not okay. sure all right no i think he made a youtube video too but I haven't seen the movie in a while so I'm not really sure but I just do remember the part where they do burn down the whole neighborhood but it is supposed to be based off a true story but the directors don't really won't really confirm it so no one really ever knows (laughs) yeah that makes it sound like the directors did that and when they were like teenagers yeah a little bit huh a little bit I don't know any teenagers who have gone and burned down a neighborhood or even a house throwing a party. And I think most teenagers don't even party that hard to be doing that. But, you know. I mean, the biggest party I've gone to is, like, someone's birthday party. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's not a lot of to a lot to do in Arizona, so we can't even be throwing parties like that or even attending parties like that. That's true. I think a movie that does represent us accurately, I mean, because there is good and bad in media, is the movie Lady Bird. Have you seen that movie? It, I've never seen Lady Bird before. It kind of represents teenagers well because it's like she's just... Awkward. Yeah, and doesn't really have friends, but also, like, wants to, like, date the popular kid and everything. Yeah, and then she does, and it doesn't go out the way she wanted it to. Yeah, like, he was being very, like, disrespectful to her, like, as a woman. And once she realized that, like, she didn't like that, she did end up moving to New York, I think it was. Well, she wanted to really want, she really wanted to move to New York, she kind of yeah. wanted to be independent away from where her family was. And it does show, like, an accurate teenage representation, I feel like, because she fights with her mom. She has her struggles. She wants to be somewhere, like, in life, I guess, as a teenager, too. And I guess, like, a lot of us do want to be independent, but we also have our insecurities and our awkwardness at times. And once she moved away, she realized she would have much rather preferred to, like, stay at where she was. Yeah, and I think a lot of teenagers are like that. I think once we don't have something, it's we find out, like, it's so quick to how much we needed it or how much we benefited off of it. So that's, like, a good representation of teenagers. But then there's a bad representation, and that bad represent, representation was Euphoria. I mean, that show was good, but... The severity of it was just awful, and especially since it was only teenagers, it shows, like, how we're we're misrepresented a lot. I mean, the actors in the show, they aren't even teenagers. Yeah. Like, they're in their 20s. Yeah, and the girl who plays Maddie is 30. Wait, she is? Yeah, Alexa Demi's 30. I did not know that. She finally confirmed it, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she confirmed that she's 30. Then Jacob Elordi, like, I don't think no 16-year-old is that shredded. Or, you know, I don't know. (laughs) So. I mean, on Pinterest and TikTok, too, like, you see teens doing some pretty wild stuff sometimes. And I feel like social media maybe a more accurate representation of teenagers versus shows just because it's the teenagers themselves that are making that content. But the problem even with that is that teenagers, people like us, are being, I don't know, confused in a way with all the media that we just see in all the movies. So people may try to recreate it in a sort of way on their social media and then they also on their social media only show the highlight reel of their life they're only showing their best moments they're not showing like and it's like one teenager goes to a party and that video like blows up then all these teenagers want to like they believe they need to live that kind of life or want to do things like that like there's a lot of videos of teenagers being able to travel um, to other countries with their friends or they go to like the lakes by themselves with a group of friends and it's like only like one group set group of people not everyone's like that and I feel like everyone tries to be like that just because that one video blew up 
And I mean, I like I've seen those sorts of videos and I'm like, wow, having a lake day would be fun. But what lake? What what boat? What jet ski? Yeah. And then I think that since we're teenagers, we think that they're teenagers, but they're probably like 30 or 20, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the teenagers that do do stuff like that are usually nepotism kids. You know nepotism kids? What does that mean? Like, when your mom's famous and their child is famous because their mom's famous, so they're kind of... No, nepotism... Well, that, I'm just explaining, so like, an like example. So you mean, like, storming? Or... Yeah, basically. It's like, say, like, your mom was, like, the president of this company, and then you'll be the president of the company because, like, you know... Here, let's actually let's search up the word. <laughs> the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends especially by giving them jobs. So it's kind of like connections, like your family's in there, so they're able to give you the benefits that they had. Do you know? I mean, that makes sense, because another way teenagers are represented in social media, a lot of the stuff they do, like going out to restaurants together, you see like having a, like a girls' night out at a restaurant or something, or just being on vacation with your friends. Vacation is expensive and restaurants are expensive and teenagers don't have money yeah or most teenagers don't really have money so it's like that's not really accurate at all and i think it's because we have access to all this social media that maybe we think it's for us and we try to kind of pursue growing up because i i saw something that was like 12 is the new 16 what? Or 12 is the new, yeah, 16 or 17. What does that even mean? It's like, because all these kids are trying to grow, be, like, older than what they are. Like, I'm trying to be older than what I am because we kind of want to be mature in a way. I saw it somewhere, but, you know. I understand what you're saying. I mean, you even saw the difference before, but I remember going on Instagram one time and oh my gosh, some of the things I saw, like I saw an eight-year-old wearing an outfit that was almost identical to something I just scrolled past that a 20-year-old was wearing, and I was like, like age boundaries are blending with the, all this social media. Yeah, because it kind of want it's like that's, it kind of, kind of wants us to be included in a way, but then... There's also, like, the opposite where teenagers sell, even to older people. Like, that's why a lot of shows are based off teenagers, because teenagers sell. So, I think, I don't know, it kind of goes both ways. Teenagers want to be grown up, or little kids want to be grown up, and, like, older people want to be teenagers, you know? So, it kind of goes both ways, and I think social media has, like, a good way of mixing up those messages, especially among teenagers. I mean, there is such thing as being too mixed, though. And I know before there was social media and all this, like, people weren't as connected. There wasn't a, as much content flying around. So people got to be a bit more separated before, and the messages weren't as mixed. And there is such thing as too mixed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
this movie's pretty i wouldn't say it's per, like old because it's like not really old but it was like in the 2000s the perks of being a wallflower that shows like a kid with anxiety and being insecure it's kind of like Lady Bird, you know, anxiety, awkwardness, being insecure. Yeah, but that movie also had a lot more representation for, like, mental health because his friend had committed suicide, like, mm-hmm. the year before. So he was trying to, like, get through that, and the movie showed his, like, progress. And then his of, like, trauma at the end. Yeah. But something I found pretty, like, unrealistic was how he was dating... He was, like, going into sophomore year dating, like, a freshman in college who he had met his freshman year when she was a senior. And it's, like, that just gives the stereotype of, like, seniors dating freshmen or whatever. But it was, like, the gender roles being switched because it was a guy and the senior was a girl. She was old. I literally did not remember her being old. Yeah, she was about to be a senior. (laughs) I mean, she was about to be a freshman in college. When you said that, I thought you were about to say, like, a sophomore dating a freshman. And then you said in college. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, she was a freshman in college and he's barely becoming a sophomore. I guess, like, like, it's always, like, characters being accurate, never the storylines. And I think that that there goes to show they don't really care about making it accurate they just make care about making money in movies well i mean accuracy doesn't sell like what what do you guys do most of the time <laughs> like as teenagers yeah um well me and my friends kind of just hang out and we'll plan things here and there like if we can like we usually go swimming or to the movies we'll visit one another's house have sleepovers and cook like we don't we've never been to parties like we've been to birthday parties or like small parties but not the parties that they show in sh- like the show and shows and i do know those parties do exist it's like not all teens go to that and they're mostly for college students i feel like every time i hear about one of those parties it's like after the party happened and it, like, doesn't really make any sense. It's just, like, kids from my school going to one, but it's from, like, a completely different school that, like, no one's heard about. Yeah, and which is, like, weird. I guess, like, it's accurate and not accurate. Like, a lot of teens, though, it's not accurate because, yeah, some teens go to parties. They do party like that, but not everyone. And I think it's a majority of teenagers that don't do that. And even if teenagers have been to a party, like some of my friends, I think it's maybe more like they've been to one party in their entire life that was like that. Yeah, so social media does have like a big toll on our lifestyles, I feel like. And now we're represented. I mean, there was even this Spain show I used to watch. It was called Elite. Have you guys heard of it? I watched like two seasons of it, I think. <laughs> um, I think I've seen it like on the thing on Netflix when I was trying to find a show to watch. Well, in the show Elite, um, it's based off teenagers that every year I guess someone gets murdered. Oh, you know, every they go on a it's on mystery who find who like who murdered them, right? And then it's rich kids, a bunch of rich kids have these humongous parties. They're able to go to bars and they have a VIP section for them. And it's based off teenagers. But the crazy thing is, like, no one 
no one's able to go to the VIP site. Well, maybe it's because of Spain and Europe and people are crazy in Europe, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I mean, no teenagers has a VIP VIP section dedicated to them or they drive Rolls Royces. They can just throw these humongous parties in their mansions. And and it's not even also just elite, like, in, in Spain, Gossip Girl, the new one, like, she's all famous. She's able to run, like... There's a new one? Yeah. Do you guys remember when Addison Ray made He's All That? Yeah. Like, first of all, they got a bunch of influencers that were, like, past high school age, by far, to be in a show that's supposed to be high school, and it's nothing like high school at all. First of all, there's... I don't know a single person who is, like, an internet celebrity in high school. And I know there are cases like that. Like, at my friend's school, she had some guys who, they were brothers, and they had a YouTube channel with a million subscribers or something. But it was a toy channel that they had been running for (laughs) a while. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's inaccurate, and it kind of makes us feel bad, but at the same time... It's also cool to live in a fantasy world, you know? Because yeah. people do like being like, oh, I wish I had that life. I wish me and my friends were able to like party every day or like, you know, have a VIP section in a bar, you know? Like, teenagers kind of want that fantasy life, I guess. So it makes sense why this would sell. They want to feel like, in- like they, want- they want that inclusivity and that like community, I guess, of coolness. But at the same time, it makes us feel bad that we don't have it. Okay, guys. So we spoke with Christy Roschke, who gave us her input on the social media directed towards teens and some of her advice for teenagers. Roll the clip. My name is Christy Roschke. Um, I'm the managing director of the News Collab at the Cronkite School, and so I'm a media literacy researcher and educator and help people better understand the digital media environment. So our first question was, why is there a lot of misrepresentation in the media today of teenagers, like teenagers having expensive cars, going to parties every day of the week, and doing some really serious drugs, or even 30-year-olds playing 16-year-olds? The media have always had an interesting relationship with youth, um, so this is something that is pretty historical. Um, I think the media often, well... I guess I'll take a step back and say, depending on what media we're talking about, if you see youth depicted in movies, books, uh, you know, works of fiction, but also, you know, things like in the news and on social media, I think we always have a tendency to rely on stereotypes. And so, you know, I'm quite, I'm far away from my teen years, but even back when I was a teen in the 1990s, before the internet, we saw a lot of misrepresentation of youth um, oftentimes because the people who are writing about youth are not youth themselves. And so those voices are not represented in the way that we would hope. Um, so fast forward to 2022, you know, there is more of an opportunity for young people to speak for themselves, uh, especially on social media. So I do think you see a lot of 
more honest depiction of of what sort of youth culture and life as a teen is like. But there are still financial incentives to be a certain way and have certain things. Um, you know, so as more young people become influencers or aspire to be influencers, you might see them representing themselves in ways that aren't entirely, and not that it's not that they're not accurate. They just maybe aren't the common experience, but I think that it's always the case that we have a fascination for groups that are not like us and people who are older are always fascinated with people who are younger maybe because we're chasing our youth or maybe because so much changes and every generation does something different. So we want to kind of rely on those often not particularly flattering stereotypes. So I think nowadays um, we still see stereotypes very present. It was present back then, like in the movie 16 Candles, like the foreign exchange student was Long Duck Dong, like but that movie was very popular back in its day, and I feel like it's still popular now. But and then in the show, that seventy show, yeah, with Fez, it's his real name is like not even Fez. Do they ever say what his real name is? They do, but they'll like pretend to say it, and then they'll put like no, a certain noise over it, um. like a certain action to cover his name. But like Fez is short for foreign exchange student. So stereotypes are, like, still very present, I feel like. But teenagers have been more aware of it, and they've kind of using their voice to stand up against it and kind of say, like, what's wrong in the certain TV shows that present these stereotypes. And, I mean, you see in teen movies, like, you know how the friend groups are really exaggerated? There's the jocks, and the jocks are all, like, just really disrespectful and then there's the mean girls who are always popular and that's putting a bad stigma around the popular kids too because it's like they're really mean to everyone and they like are really shallow then what other groups are there there's like the The music people oh like the band people are nerds yeah. And the token friends, usually ethnic, who's funny, obnoxious, never really serious, you know? Or just dumb. Yeah, or just yeah. dumb. But I can also see, like, how they don't really care about stereotypes because, like, like, like what she said, younger people tend to sell or get more views. So I, like, can see why they want to incorporate these stereotypes, create, like, a like a better show for the audience but it's still like hurting I guess hurting people our age and especially people of different many different diversities so our next question was what do you think the message in today's media is sending to teens so I think the media have a lot to offer young people today both good and bad and again depending on what we're talking about um, you know media can mean many things and encompass a lot of things. But because the access to enter as media creators is so low, um, you know, so many young people create TikToks and have YouTube channels or or even writing their own, you know, YA and, and fan fiction. There's a lot of ways for young people to have creative expression, outlets for creative expression, many more than there have been at any time in history. So 
I think that there that in that vein, the messages are also varied. So you can have a lot of really positive messages. There's, you know, a lot of messages about in, in inclusivity and body positivity and, and movements toward like, let's be who we who we are and be proud of whatever that is. Um, but then there's also a lot of negative and we, we hear a lot about the, the potential, the potential negatives of being on social media and wanting to compete with people and wanting to keep up with everyone and feeling like we're not good enough and we don't measure up. And there's, you know, research that might indicate that too much time on these channels can actually have a negative effect. So I don't think there's one singular message that we get from the media. Um, but I think we can, we can see a lot of different positive and negative things depending on where we're looking. So I feel like there's no particular message the media is sending because there's so many outlets. Like, there is this model I really looked up to, Ashley Graham. Have you guys heard of her? No. Oh. She's a um, body positivity model, and I guess she was, like, the first, like, plus-size woman to be on Sports Illustrated. So I really looked up to her, like, and I guess in that way media is good and especially for people, you know, different sexualities or gender expressions. And when you see them represented on TV, they kind of feel like, oh, there's people like me out there. So I feel like, like, media has a good, um, has a good, does a good thing of letting people feel included. But at the same time, people tend to focus on, like, how they aren't like someone. Like, Kendall Jenner, she gets more praise than, I guess, like, Ashley Graham. Right. So people would look to her and be like, oh, I don't look like her. I want that lifestyle and then feel insecure. It always depends on what you look at. And I mean, I guess you look at different people for different reasons, too, because I know like a lot of taller people like myself look at Kendall Jenner like, wow, you can be tall. You're still like a lot taller than maybe everyone, you know, and all your friends and stuff. But she's still confident like a show that like i think has good representation and it's a foreign show so i'm pretty sure no one's like barely heard of it but scam oh yeah yeah i watched like clips from each country but i mostly watched the french one yeah i watched the french one too and the norwegian one like those are my two favorite ones but those those shows do really well at like teen representation like, it's a good friend group. The parties aren't so severe that it's like, this is not what a party looks like. You know, like, th- like they party in the show, but it's not, like, entirely, like, you know, out of pocket, you know? And doesn't each season have, like, some sort of different... Character they focus on. Yeah, like, different representation that they focus on, but they, they're all still, like, tied together. Yeah, and they're all different people, but they did a good job of representing them. As for other shows, they don't do that good of a job. Like what you said, like, all of these are mixed messages, and maybe two mixes is too bad, so I can't, I think it's good for us to know, like, what is bad and what is good. And I think it's very hard for teenagers nowadays to dif- differentiate. Wait, what streaming service is Scam on? Um, <laughs> um I watched it on the legal movie websites, but you do you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, but you do you, I guess. <laughs> Can we leave that in there? Mm, we'll think about it. <laughs> so the next question we asked was, 
Do you believe that the media that is shown to teens today has been more impactful to teens? I think media is really influential for teens today because it is so accessible and um, because most teens have smartphones and are spending a lot of time on them. There's a lot of, there's just a saturation of information. And so you're, you're getting a bunch of mixed messages. I mean, in some of that, right, you're curating for yourself. So you're deciding to a, a large degree what it is you want to engage with, what kind of content you want to see. And you get those, you have those choices, but also platforms take your choices and give you more choices, sometimes choices you didn't ask for. And it's, it's incredibly overwhelming. It's overwhelming as an adult. So I can only imagine how overwhelming it is for young people because advertisers want a piece of you for sure. And um, so sometimes in that authentic pursuit for authentic content, you're getting a lot of inauthentic content. And, um, and so I think for that reason, media does... I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say it has more of an impact than it did like in my day because I was very influenced by popular culture, but I didn't, you know, there wasn't just, there just wasn't nearly as much of it as there is now. So I think if I were a teen today, I mean, I don't think you could tear me away from TikTok. So I don't, I can't blame teens for not wanting to be torn away from TikTok. I'm totally, by the way, obviously overgeneralizing here because I know that's not everyone's experience. So I'm very influenced by pop culture media, and I know there is a lot out there. Like, I see so many different aesthetics and styles, and I kind of want to, like, grab onto each one and kind of, like, be one of those aesthetics or styles. And I think a lot of people are like that, too. Like, Pinterest is a big app on there that I use a lot that helps me create, like, vision boards or mood boards of people I really like or styles that I really like. So I think everyone is really influenced by pop culture media. Like, like probably a good majority of teens. And I can see why so many people are, like, overwhelmed. Especially, like, little kids are on these apps, too. And the way little kids are dressing, I can, like, see how they're influenced a lot by social media as well. Sometimes it feels like the parents are the ones who are seeing, like, all the trends and then trying to reflect what they wish they could have if they were younger onto their kids. Yeah. And that's probably true. But at the same time, like, I think, like, you know, putting makeup. Well, actually, no. There's always different creative outlets. I guess just, like, sometimes kids want to grow up too fast, and it can. And social media is probably, like, a big effect of it. I don't know why. What you just said just made me think of Dance Moms. Do you guys remember that one clip yeah. of Mackenzie when she's, like, I just want to stay at home and eat chips. Yeah, but she has to, like, grow up, and she kind of has to start wearing these, like, all these kinds of outfits and wear makeup at such a young age. That probably kind of overwhelmed her, too. But I think people always want to be something that, like, they're not or like that lifestyle. So they kind of try hard to pursue it. And it can overwhelm us, like, very easy. But what I mean more specifically about, like, moms reflecting that onto their kids is like if they feel they don't have that sort of ideal body type or if they feel like they have like too many wrinkles or something if they're like older mm-hmm. and they tell their kids that and then then social media is probably not a big help to it either so i just remembered something else like when Gigi hadid was it Gigi or Bella? i think Gigi. it was Gigi. her mom didn't let her eat her birthday cake yeah, yeah. 
Well, Yolanda Hadid is just, like, a bad mom. No yeah. offense. Like, she kind of treated Bella Hadid bad just because she said she didn't have her look. And, like, her mom allowed her to get a nose job at a very young age. Like, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, like, social media probably did not help whatsoever in securities. So, all these type of things that we see, like, I look up to Bella Hadid a lot. She's, like, so beautiful and everything. But it's, like, not really natural. And I guess it hurts people's feelings when they're like, oh, I don't look like that. But it's not natural, you know? They think that that's a certain way to look like, and it's not. And, yeah, that's why teenagers do get overwhelmed easy. Because we have people telling us, um, self, it's like self-help. Like, you are worthy. But then all this, like, you need to look like this. But it's not real because it's all, like, surgery. So. And didn't uh, Gigi Hadid play, like, a sport before she went into modeling? But her mom told her to stop so that she wouldn't be so, like, built-looking. It was volleyball, I think. think. Yeah. She likes to play volleyball, and her mom told her, like, oh, you shouldn't play volleyball because then you're going to get all bulky. It was basketball. (laughs) I just saw these clips (laughs) recently. Yeah. Or maybe it was volleyball. Well, it doesn't matter. She's just a bad mom. The point is, it was a sport, and she didn't want her to play anymore. Yeah. Like, so there's... People telling you that girls have to be feminine, it's not okay to be masculine, boys shouldn't be ma- feminine, and they need to be masculine, but then at the same time we see women being masculine in social media, so when I feel like at a young age when you see all these people telling you, you can tend to get overwhelmed. It's impactful, I guess, because no one's really grown up yet, so there's all these messages coming in, you have to like kind of filter through it and figure out who you are. Um, yeah. But no one knows. In my psychology class, like there's different ages where like first you you see it, like when you're young, you see how it is. When you're kind of like in your middle stages, I think it was like 10 to 14 or 13, you kind of start to put the pieces together little bit and use what what is around you to navigate the world and then at 17 like uh 16 up you kind of know like what you want and everything but at a young age i feel like if you don't kind of like when you're attract when you're always on social media and you see things black and blue that it's kind of like hard to be able to see what's reality or not next up some last words and advice from christy roshke So some advice I think that's important to remind teens as difficult as it is and also as like maybe overly simplistic as it is, is to be mindful of how much time we're spending in these spaces. And it's not to shame anyone who spends multiple hours a day because we're all doing, you know, many of us are doing it, but it's really more about, um, I think, thinking about what different spaces are doing for us. Is this a positive space? Is this good for my well-being? Am I am I being enriched by being in this space? Whatever it is, whether it's a platform or a group or, you know, whatever. And and recognizing when to remove ourselves from situations. And that's a really hard thing for young people to do because you know what? Our emotion like the way the brain operates, teens are running hot and running on emotions. And sometimes being able to separate yourself is with all due respect, a level of maturity that like cognitive processes aren't really in in your favor. But being mindful of how you're using media and why and being mindful of the reactions so that we can walk away from spaces that aren't serving us positively, I think is a really important tip. 
And then, you know, I think also we always need to be thinking about our safety because there are a lot of people who are going to misrepresent themselves online. And there are a lot of people that are going to use you online and recognizing that things are not always what they seem. Um, Even if that just means, oh, this person I really like on Instagram, just recognizing this person's always using a filter. So that's why they're able to look a certain way and that even that representation of reality isn't real. Just being aware of some of the tools we use when we're online so that we can, again, make decisions that ultimately benefit us. I think those are some tips I would give to young people. I think it's very important for teens to know when to take breaks and know what is bad for us and be mindful of our mental health because um, we are the, our generation is known to consume more media in a day than any generation ever. Everything on our phone, everything's on our phone to books, to magazines, to pictures, like people didn't really have our phones back in the day to look at books and if they did they can they had to read the whole book as for us like we can read a book and then we can go straight to social media to the internet and have other things to do like our generation consumes a lot of media in a day and i think it's very i think it's very important for us to know when to stop or when to take a break and if our if we're able to do that then we've reached like a level of maturity that we do need that we do need to be an adult. I think that she gave some pretty good advice. We need to know how to separate ourselves from everything that's going on online and just live live in the real world. We need to know how to be in our phones in moderation because everything's good in moderation. Too much of anything is always bad, but it is very hard for us to... Um, for us to get off our phones so I think once we reach the level of knowing when to stop I think social media or media in general wouldn't be as bad the thing is humans don't have self-control that is true that's why it's very important for us to like be aware of it and I know that's like a big step that a lot of teenagers aren't really willing to take but I think it's a very important one because it's always aware it's always better to be to know your mental health and how it's taking a toll on you. Okay guys, so that's going to be all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We really appreciate if you listen to the entire podcast because this was kind of long for a first episode. And that's going to be all for today. And a big thank you to Christy Roschke for taking her time out of her day to answer some of our questions and doing this interview. A big thank you to ASU Walter Cronkite School of Journalism for letting us use their equipment and helping us get started off. All the people who came in for Media Innovation Camp to help us get started and start this podcast. Also, guys, make sure to check out our website. We don't have an official domain yet, so we might work on that in the future, maybe. 
but for now the website is www.zaharashikari, which is spelled Z-A-H-A-R-A-S-H-E-K-A-R-R-I, dot wixsite.com slash T-O-T-V, which just stands for Teens of the Valley. Bye and thank you.